0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The date for fans returning to football grounds has been pushed back But this week's test events do go ahead St Mirren goalkeeper Jack Annick and Hamilton's Lee Hodson are both in isolation So they'll be out of action And Scott Brown's looking forward to seeing what David Turnbull and Shane Duffy Have got to offer Celtic in the coming weeks I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson well the main story tonight Gordon will be the fans and it being pushed back But we still have the test events coming at the weekend And you know some fans allowed in the grounds at Dingwall and Pataudry uh, One in particular I'm looking forward to going to Dingwall As the man to my left which will be quite entertaining him travelling all that way um, So I mean it's, it's a step forward uh, And you know looking forward to the weekend Looking forward to the fixtures, Gordon. When was the last time we had a full fixture card? We're just getting over the debacle of what happened last weekend with Scotland and we've got this full fixture card to look forward to. So plenty of talking points tonight. That's it, Gordon DL. The international break doesn't do it for everyone and even those that it does usually do it for might have found it quite difficult over the last week or so. So we're back with a bang this weekend. Six massive Premiership fixtures all on a Saturday, all at three o'clock, the way it should be. A lot to look forward to Yeah, brilliant Gordon Domestic football back again Really looking forward to that um, As you say Unusual Full fixture list On Saturday You guys will have plenty to talk about In the studio I am delighted to be Travelling up to Dingwall I've looked at it 158.1 miles From door to door Three and a half hours and uh, I just can't wait for the action to start 0141 <laughs> That is the number you need to get in touch tonight Or you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB But we'd love to speak to you on the phones 0141 I'm just wondering if there's any Is there any awkwardness in the air? Any any bad blood? Yeah. Or the, the, the <laughs> fact that Mark Wilson you needed an assistant manager for Brecon Everybody assumed that, that you would take your old pal Gordon Diel and, and you would team up once again Two of the great football minds together um, mm. And when Gordon was here on air he, he didn't even get a personal message from you To mm. break the news to him On Tuesday night while he was on air <laughs> I, I had to deliver ah. the news uh, That you've gone for Simon Donnelly instead well, Is I'll, that, I'll put is my that ca- damaged I'll, relations between I'll, you? Or? Well, well, I'll let Mark answer But I'll put my case forward First Gordon Simple for me Mark was on his backside after being rejected by Dumbarton Put out the door Asked to leave the club On the scrap heap Knee had gone Trying to scrape a living in here Living off the back of me On a Thursday night I felt pity for him Took him aside Gave him a job at Airdrie On fantastic money And bonus money Gave him actually some of my contract and gave him the best facilities, everything to work under. And how does this guy repay me? How does he repay me? He goes and gets little Sid. Little <laughs> Sid. Oh, listen, I didn't, I didn't know you felt so strongly about that. You've actually went into some thinking about that uh, my whole career. Uh, listen, I feel bad. Maybe maybe there'll be a role further down down the line for you. Mascot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cut the big hedge outfit. Look, look, the way I looked at it, Gordon, if I went into partnership with uh, Mark, one, I can't see him being the boss, right? Because obviously I'm the leader of this pack. 
Secondly, secondly, <laughs> two man wolf pack. Yeah, like Se- Alan from the Hangover. Secondly, <laughs> the way I've looked to the way he goes about his business to leave Super Scoreboard on a Saturday and then have to return. Uh, you know, with tail between your legs by January, <laughs> getting sacked. <laughs> I think it would have been a hard one to take. I tell you, the problem was right. In all honesty, no, listen, do you know what? Save it. Just go. save it. Save he it. Would not go save to breaking. You don't need to justify it to anyone. Save it because we ju- we just might take a closer look at this later on in the show. But let's start with more important news. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll leave it quite general tonight. If you're go- if you want to start off on the news of the day, well, it's the fact that the date for fans returning to football grounds has been pushed back the test events do still go ahead this weekend we've had uh, scares for St Mirren goalkeeper Jack Anik and as a result Hamilton's Lee Hodson so any thoughts on that 01419511025 but if you've just been sitting there waiting patiently for the domestic football to come back and you've got anything at all to share about your club team this is the time to do it I think we're over that international football we're looking forward so what is on your mind ahead of this weekend call us right now 01419511025 1025. Let's start with a bit of the serious stuff um, And it's like I mentioned there in the headlines The planned return of fans to sports stadiums Has been delayed for a minimum of three weeks Now this is as the government announces measures To try and slow the spread ultimately Of coronavirus Now if you remember um, Professional sports clubs had been hopeful That the gradual reintroduction of supporters Would begin on September the 14th Which is pretty soon um, and had been working towards that date However, uh, Nicola Sturgeon today Saying Scotland will remain in phase 3 Of its route map out of lockdown For some time yet Amid rising cases And what that means uh, Is it would be at least the 5th of October At least before professional football and rugby clubs Could welcome fans back to watch live sport Yeah, I don't think it's any surprise With the the way the country's been going In the last couple of weeks And what's come out uh, from the government In terms of life outside sport I don't think today's announcement Was a surprise to anybody that would get pushed back Um, The positive is that we've still got the test events Running this weekend That gives us some idea of when we do get the green light Some idea of how we can uh, go forward with these challenges Um. You just wonder The way the country's going And the way the government are coming out And refreshing statements uh, Week on week if, if we get closer to the 5th October And it gets pushed again And I think a lot is Well, us in this show We were chatting about it um, You know, all through April and May That we were really thinking that Fans wouldn't be back in To at least Christmas or the new year And I think that will be the fear For a lot of clubs Because we got that wee glimmer of hope me speaking from a personal point of view at Brecon, I know how our, our board and committee felt of the promise of fans coming in around about the 14th of September. It was great. It was when we were coming back and it's the lifeline for clubs like us. But as it gets pushed back a, another wee bit, you just fear if it keeps getting pushed back mm. and we hope it doesn't. But it's... It, it's the same as everything else in the country It seems to be changing week by week And Gordon let's be completely honest about this There was clearly a hope um, From some people That there would be some sort of fan representation In for the first Celtic Rangers game of the season The 17th mm. of October It was no coincidence that all of a sudden The fixture came out And it was the last possible fixture uh, That it could have been But that would now obviously be in, in further doubt Because like we mentioned October the 5th is the Earliest date that we could possibly get anyone in And that is uh, That fixture is just 12 days later Yeah Unfortunately It's uh, very frustrating for Every supporter Not just of Celtic Rangers Every supporter out there And 
it showed you the loyalty they had to their clubs at the start of the season, putting their money in the you know, putting their hand in their pocket to go and pay their season ticket. Um it's 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 hard just now, Gordon. We're getting the tests on Saturday at Patodre and Dingwall. It gives us a, a starting point, small steps, then we're putting this date into the fifth of October. We have just have to be patient because football comes second here. It's all about uh, the safety and the health of people, uh, whether it be football or outside people, and we've just got to go with government rules. And so far, as I say, we've got a nice wee test at the weekend, see how that goes, because even though it's 300 people, the amount of work and organisation mm-hmm. that will go into this will be incredible. And football is feeling the impact in a number of ways. Jack Annick, who's been a brilliant signing for St Mirren so far, he'll miss their next two games after he did indeed test positive for coronavirus. He... Is in isolation after Monday's results um, Jim Goodwin says there's only so much clubs can do To try and prevent this stuff happening This is something that's just going to continue to happen Throughout the course of the season As long as this virus is here Then um, you know footballers and, and every other member of the public Will continue to, to get it What I can say from our point of view as a club um, you know, There's no way that Jack has picked it up While he's been here at Ralston Or down at the stadium um, you know, the, the club have done everything they can. They've, you know, followed the strict guidelines that have been set out by the, the SFA, the SPFL and, and the joint response group. And, you know, we uh, can't do any more as a club at our end. But unfortunately, you know, the players and the staff members, everybody needs to go home. And, um, you know, some of our partners and wives are going out to work every day. Uh, I've got three kids at home who are going to school on a daily basis and mixing with hundreds of other children. So... You know, we can only do what we can within the environment that we work in. I mean, that's the reality for football clubs. We hoped, obviously, that, that we would never get to this stage, but that was probably a naive hope that this is everywhere and clubs can put measures in, but players have lives to, to lead and families and all the rest of it. And it, there's now a football impact where Jack Anik is St Mirren's number one goalkeeper. He's a very good goalkeeper. They would want him to play, and he can't for the next two games. But yeah. that's just where we're at. Well, get. <sighs> I said it a, a, a while ago uh, and, and someone actually passed the, the thought to me That when we were discussing return dates to football And, and the league's been finished and, and things like that Someone said to me that What happens when it starts seeping into football, this virus? Because it's seeping its way through the population What happens when it gets to football players? Now I think footballers get a bad rap at the best of times And I think when people hear about Players getting it They must have got it From doing something wrong But this Jack Alnick case Is an example That this virus Will seep into football And there will be times That We can't do anything about it St Mirren As the rest of the clubs Are testing Doing everything they can But these guys Live a normal life Like everybody else Jim's totally right Their kids mix at school Their partners go to work They go out for meals With their family They can pick it up anywhere And what that does Is they take it back To their club And that affects the full club and that's the problem that we we've got in Scottish football. There's no there's no answers been been put to us. No protocols really in place if that goes to infect more St Mirren players, and a game eventually has to get called off. And that's the worrying thing. Mm. We're not really hearing answers about what if this happens. And the 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 organisations have had a lot of time to think about this. It seems to be a grey area that they've they've not really concentrated on. And it just shows you how. Easy this can happen Because Hamilton Aki's defender Lee Hodson He's also in isolation For 14 days Because 
He lives with Jack Anik, the St Mirren goalkeeper. Um, so St Mirren impacted, Hamilton Aki's impacted, and Brian Rice says Lee Hodson has tested negative, but under the rules, the regulations, the guidelines, he still has to isolate for 14 days. Uh, and Brian Rice says it's a real blow for the player. We'd love it if they came here, trained, went home, stayed on their own, and never spoke to anybody or never met anybody, but... No, it's just not feasible for that to happen. He's only just come to the club, played a few games, uh, living life here. He was down the road in, in London seeing his family, you know, because he's up there and they're down there. So he's disappointed to miss training. He's disappointed not to be involved in the next couple of weeks. But we totally understand the situation, you know, but there's no gripes about it for us. You know, the rules are the rules. And like I said, I, I don't think it'll be the first time. It certainly won't be the last time, you know, and I think there's more to come. Right, 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch tonight If it's on the phased return of fans getting back into stadia If it's on the test events If it's on the coronavirus restrictions hitting football That's fine If you've got a far more general point about just getting back to the domestic stuff Let's do that as well Scott has tweeted us in I think he sums up the feelings of many He says Looking forward to the show tonight Hopefully no more chat about Scotland Let's get look forward to our bread and butter Let the drama begin Ken is on the line to kick us off with the drama this weekend Ken, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to getting back to all the domestic stuff. I, mean, I'm, I would say I've enjoyed internationals, but that might be stretching the truth a wee bit mm. too much. But um, no, I'm looking forward to getting back to domestic stuff. Uh, as you know, I'm a Celtic fan. I'm looking forward to see how Neil Lennon's going to set up now. Is he going to go back to his, uh, the way he started the season? Or is he going to do the two up front with a back three? If he's going to this, how he started the season, then Anything could happen, even Ross County could win, for goodness sake, you know. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he approaches the next phase of the, of the campaign. What do you guys think? Well, with Shane Duffy coming in, um, you'd, like to, you'd like to think that he would go to a, a, a 3-5-2. Now, I don't think there's any doubt about that was Neil's preferred formation from January onwards, and I think he got real success with that. I think the, the formation helped the full team... Um, having a partner up there for Edward um, Brought his game on And Celtic looked all round better um, he, He's not been able to do that Because the personnel hasn't been there Now bringing in another centre half He's got the personnel there You know if you go Julian Iron Duffy Even if he doesn't fancy I Or if he's not happy with him We can put Beaton in there And he's certainly got an abundance of riches From middle to front now That Turnbull's there as well So I would think he would go that way My only concern would be That bringing Shane Duffy in He's not really worked with him On that formation But you think an experienced centre half Like Duffy Would take to that No problem at all So I would be surprised On Saturday If he didn't set up that way Because I think it's his preferred option I definitely think Duffy will start Mark um, I don't think there's any problem in you know Going up to Ross County Dingwall um, You know 158 miles away And not starting And be <laughs> able, Not be able to perform The big test for Neil Lennon Simple for me I think he will bring uh, Duffy in I think he prefers the 3-5-2 I think it's a very attacking uh, lineup for Celtic But The question mark And it'll be the same For every Celtic support And we'll hear it on Saturday If he does line up a 3-5-2 Who's his personnel? Especially down the right hand side Because Frimpong has been Brilliant every time he's he's come on. Forrest is his main man. You've got the left side. Now he could probably play El Yanusi off uh, Edward and play Taylor down the left. Or if you know he, he 
a Yeti has been away with Switzerland. Switzerland getting game time. So it'll be really interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the setup's going to be. Uh, Ken, do you get the feeling that more than usual teams are just chomping at the bit to get domestic football back? This first international break it always comes early, it always comes just when you're getting into the swing of things uh, with a new season, but particularly. The way it's been, Ken, it's been so disrupted. I mean, we've got a couple of teams who've only played four times. Some have played five. Some have played six. Um, I know we've got another international break just around the corner, but do you feel like this is the chance to really get our teeth back into the domestic stuff? Yeah, I mean, especially with the two games we've got Aberdeen and at Ross County where they've got some fans coming in. Right, they'll really be they'll really be enjoying that because we're going to have some noise there for, for a change. But the rest of the teams, they'll be glad to get back. They're glad to get back to the training and to their not the normality, if you can call it normality now, you know, so, yeah, they'll be glad to get back to it, I mean, I don't know when the championship teams and teams like uh, like Beacon, uh, I don't know when they start playing again, but, I mean, they'll be chomping at the bit too to get back playing again, just to get away from the wife. Well, <laughs> if, if that's, uh, speak for yourself, I wouldn't want to get anyone in, in any other uh, trouble that they don't need to be, certainly not Gordon DL, no way am I going down that route with him. Uh, Mark, Ken makes the point, you know, about fans being back in in a couple of the grounds. We had Rob Wicks, Aberdeen's commercial director, on the phone last night. Yeah, this is just, yeah. it's it's just a test. It's just an experiment. It's not a return to football. Um, Ken says, you know, there'll be some noise. Well, there won't really, because they're being encouraged to not shout and don't sing and, and, and wear a mask. So it's really about the logistics this weekend of trying to get people back in. Yeah, uh, again, it's small, small steps, but we're we're moving in the right direction. Like you say, there's a lot of It'll be odd again for the players, you know. No, there's fans in, but they can't sing, they can't shout. But I, I just think the presence of people there watching the players will be will be better for them. Um, so we're off keeping our fingers crossed this weekend that these test events work and it leads to something positive come the fifth. Because Ken's right, everybody's everybody's now dying to get back. He's he's right when he says the Premier League players uh, have been back and got a feel it, but. Guys like us, and uh, I feel particularly sorry for the players in like the championship and things like that, League One, League Two, who are looking at this thinking we want to get back as well. So it's we're going the right direction, but it still seems that there might be disappointment round the corner, um, and that's nothing to do with football authorities. That might be the government further down the line. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you very much to Ken and Canvas Lang for kicking us off tonight. Jordan is a Rangers fan in Airdrie, and we're going to hear from him next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to join in. And if you'd rather tweet, you can do that as well at Clyde SSB. Let's stick to the phones for now, though. Jordan. Is a Rangers fan from Airdrie. How much are you looking forward to the domestic stuff getting back up and running this weekend, Jordan? Oh, mate, it's going to be class, man. Like to see Rangers back in action, they try and look and see the goal against against uh, no bad than the United team that have started like quite surprisingly than we thought because mm-hmm. the defence was absolutely shocking. But if the Shankland, I mean, a good target would have been happy if Rangers go. But a good man up top with Kamal Ruth, and hopefully he gets fat again. And same with Cedric Keaton. So. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Lauren Shanklin's actually going to be back uh, for Dundee United this weekend. Will he go straight back in and face Rangers? Well, time will tell. But Jordan mentions 
Rangers defence Gordon It would be the obvious ha- Positive The obvious highlight If you like From a Rangers perspective They've not conceded a goal It kind of speaks for itself It certainly does Gordon uh, You can't ask for any better than that Clean sheets And uh, when you've got a midfield Creating for your forwards To score goals Then it's perfect Start to the season For Rangers And Stephen Gerrard Will be saying Look we need to keep Building on that And Mark will tell you As a defender your back four and your goalkeeper have great pride in getting clean sheets. As much as a centre forward loves scoring goals, the defenders love going off the pitch and saying, didn't concede anything, let's go on to the next game. And the way Rangers are going about their business, they're doing very well. Defensively, you've got to say they're solid. I think, I think even, you know, it's not just the back four and the goalkeeper. I think the way Rangers are defending as a team, even through the front, I think they look better sometimes without Morelos and the team. You know, in, in terms of pressing from the front, if you look at the the goalkeeper, I mean, McLaughlin's not really had that many saves, maybe a couple, but that's down to what's happening in front of him. You know, you you can say the back fours has been tight and they have been, but even the midfield lads, the wingers look like they've got a real work ethic, and it starts so cliche defending starts from the front. I think you can see that in the way Rangers are playing just now. I mean, you mentioned Kamal Ruth, Jordan. Do you feel like that international break, the chance for him to get a few more training sessions under his belt, maybe do a bit more work? Might we start to see the best of him now? I hundred percent, like because if you look at his goal scoring record, we went back in the day. You know what I mean? It's outstanding the way he was playing, and then obviously we've got a player with him. See if you would have said a couple of years ago, we got a player with that standard. That would have just laughed at you. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's maybe the players have got. Amazing Yeah I'm kind of Trying to think of A new way of wording the, Will Alfredo Morelos Start this weekend mm. I, If I had a, a Pound for cash for kids For every time I've said that On the show um, We'd be able to make Some difference But um, You wouldn't yeah. you think so Gordon I mean after seeing um, Roof come in For the last couple of games And the way Rangers have played I mean you'd be surprised If Morelos came back in We all know what he's done For Rangers And, and he's been A great goal scorer For them over The last couple of years But Rangers for me, anyway, Rangers are moving in a different direction. I think Steven Gerrard made that a conscious decision to bring in different sorts of forwards from Morelos. And he's got that in Eaton and Roof and Defoe still to come back. And he, he's played Roof the last couple of games and it's worked. So I can't see him uh, changing his front line this weekend. No, I don't think he'll start, Mark. Um, I think there's a good chance... That he'll be on the bench It depends how the manager sees him Because that's how Sometimes a manager decides Whether he's in the squad or not The day-to-day Basis of training um, So it'll be It'll be up to the manager To decide I don't think he'll start him He'll be in the squad It'll be interesting Gordon well, Every day There's another Different club Linked to Morelos Now I think Everyone's agreed That the boy needs A fresh start He needs to move on Now If he doesn't and it gets to the transfer deadline that closes, the window closes. You just wonder what happens with Rangers because if he's still there, and only in my opinion here, and I know what Mark's saying, Roof and all that, good players, Eaton is still to get off the mark and be interesting to see how he's there. Defoe's to come back. I think he is back. He, well, he yeah. posted on his Instagram saying, I'm back. Or yeah. Words to that effect today. But if the transfer window closes and you've got Morelos there, the one thing I... I know and everybody knows This guy can score his goals And and as much as people say Well he's huffy and he's moody Of course he's huffy and moody If he's not going on the pitch He should be He shouldn't be happy sitting on the bench The The perfect thing for him would be To get out of the club And go and start somewhere else Of course it would be But if he's still there You've got a guy that can bang goals in 
I think that it's, it's not the end of the world for me Who's been the main man Jordan Who's who's the one guy That based on the first Five or six games You're really looking forward To seeing once we get Back up and run I mean I know it's I think you say But Ryan Kent What a start he's had To that season Yeah I don't think You two would no. argue with that would Outstanding you? Yeah, I thought the first day Of the season um, We were raving about him And Aribo. Um He probably shaded it With his goal Up at Pataudry and he's he's taken on since then. He looks to he looks just to have a free role now. You know, he isn't the winger, the out and out winger who came to Rangers and hugged the touchline. And we've seen him, you know, give Lustig a hard time in that game at Ibrox. He seems to have a a much more free run at things. You see him popping up in the middle. He seems to be really enjoying things. Any creative spark that's came from Rangers at the start of this season, Kent's been involved in it. So I don't think there's any doubt that he's been. The standout and one that Rangers would miss if he's out the team through injury, or if they had to entertain any bids that would come further down the line. Jordan, I know that some fans think international football is a bit of an inconvenience, and of course there's the risk that that players go away and and get injured or whatever. Can it work the other way, Jordan? Are there guys like Glenn Kamara, and there'll be many others like him who go away, have a very good international break, and might actually come back and be be more confident and, and better for their club side? Oh, well, it could be a helpful for Glenn Kamari himself because if you remember last season, his confidence just went away from him because it was amazing at the start, and I don't know what happened, but it just it's an optional break because of obviously it could help him a lot with his confidence and playing against teams and countries. It helped him a lot. Yeah, because I mean, he was in the receiving end of some pretty high praise from his manager, Mike Supatalainen. Gordon, if you go away, you get some decent results, some good performances. Do you think it can do that? Can it Can it give players an extra spring in their step when they come back? Well, I watched him in one of his international games and I thought he was absolutely terrific. I've got to say, he never wasted a ball. I just thought he had a terrific game and he can bring a bit of confidence back with that. It's the same if you're a striker and you've joined a new club and you're looking for a goal, you go away on international duty, you might get that goal, you're desperate to get into domestic football again. So it can work for you. And uh, I'll be interesting. I'm, I'm talking about, probably for all supporters listening to this show, because of the break, what's the next team going to be? You look at our team like Motherwell, not got a victory, we need one on Saturday against St. Johnston. What team will we play? Same with Rangers. They've got so many options there. What team will they play? Will it be the same team that started against Hamilton? Will they change it? Well, you know, there's so many. That's why I love looking forward to Saturday with domestic football. All the games on Saturday will be brilliant. Jordan, have a good weekend. Hopefully, we'll speak to you soon. That was Jordan in Airdrie. It's 01419511025. Let's hear from you. What's on your mind ahead of the return of the domestic football? Um, anyone got anything to say on today's news regarding the fans? Is it all becoming a bit of a, a groundhog day as we, we keep hearing the same uh, negativity towards our chances of getting fans back? And maybe there is some light at the end of the tunnel. We do have these test events um, at the weekend at Pataudry and Dingwall. But whatever is on your mind, let's hear it on the phones or on Twitter. Now let's hear from the Celtic captain, Scott Brown, shall we? He's been speaking... Today he says he's been impressed by the signings of David Turnbull and Shane Duffy. He says they're slowly getting towards the strength and depth that Celtic need as a squad. Yeah, I've seen a lot of David. Uh, he's played really well against us as well, and he's a fantastic footballer. He's young, he's keen, and he wants to be at this club. And I think that's a, that, that's the main thing for us. And Shane is the exact same. He's international for Republic Ireland. He's he's a leader. He's great in the air. He's good with the ball at his feet as well, and he's a strong defender. But uh, for us, it's it's great. It's a great um, few signings that we've brought in recently. 
and that's definitely going to help strengthen the squad. Competition's great throughout the whole squad. Uh, it's good. We're bringing in youngsters as well. We're also bringing people that want to be at this club that are keen to look forward and hopefully create a few chances for us as well. And David's a he's a he's a great lad. He's been in a couple of days now. He was away with Scotland under twenty ones, and I'm sure he'll be looking to try and push that Scotland A team now. But uh, it's all about working hard and making sure everyone's at the top of the game. And the manager wants strength and depth throughout the whole squad, and that's what we're slowly getting to. You can only do so much predicting about how a signing will turn out. You've got your thoughts. Will will there be good signings? Will they not? The truth is, we don't really. Know until we, we see it down the line. Surely everyone is in agreement, though, that Celtic come out of the international break stronger than they went in mm. on the simple basis that they've added two players and they've, they've not lost any. Yeah. And players with a significant investment attached to them. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I, I think, first and foremost, the sign of Turnbull, we've touched on him because it was a, a couple of weeks ago, was a great bit of business from Celtic, you know, following up in their interest from, from uh, 15 months ago. Um, he's got all the attributes to be a top midfielder and midfielders who, who score goals from especially outside the box are, are worth their weight in gold and, and he's certainly one of them or he showed that in his first 50, 55 senior appearances so it's a good bit of business and defensively it was well talked about how Celtic need another centre half and it was the Celtic fans were on here on other programmes Asking for a centre half That was the no-nonsense category And you would probably say Shane Duffy falls into that category um, I liked his interview uh, Yesterday When he was speaking about how His job first and foremost Is to keep the ball Out his net And I like that about defenders And then the next part of it Is playing out Now it, There will be an expectation As a Celtic defender To play out But I think I think Celtic centre-halves have fell into that trap over the years a bit too much and it's been found out in the European nights where you do get punished and on certain other occasions in the Premiership. But with Shane Duffy, it sounds like they've got a real out-and-out defender. Added to that, his experience in the Premier League it looks good business so far. And he won't be bang at it, Gordon, in terms of having loads of games under his belt, but if he's just played twice and captained his country, then surely we're not going to hear this, oh, he's taking a while to get up no. to speed type. No, I'll be amazed if he doesn't start uh, Saturday. Why not? Get him into the team. He's just uh, played international football. What it does for Celtic, they come out of the international break, whether you think, as you say, Gordon, you can't tell if a player's going to fit into a club, he's got a big success. You can just go on my personal th- Opinion of David Turnbull Terrific talent Do I think he'll fit in the Celtic? Yes I'll do Duffy Everybody here talking about him Down south Raves about The last professionalism Raves about his game Everything Will he fit in? The one thing that I think Happens to Celtic now is They've got better options Whether they're stronger Will only tell with the player's performance But they've got better options They've got players now that I think that we probably look at the team and think, I'm guaranteed to play. I'll be looking over our shoulder just now. Because if he does come into you a back... Th- Julian? No. I'm no. D- I, I, think, I think Julian will play. I think Ayer will play. I think he'll go to a back three. But if you if you look at the other options that he's got... You know, I'm talking about guys like who I'm a big fan of, James Forrest. If he goes to wing back, because Frimpong, El Hamad, is as is, is good as anything going about. You've got down the other side, you've got Taylor. El Yanusi, who starred for Norway and scored the other night there. Um, a very, very good player. What I'm saying, Turnbull getting into Midley Park, there's already people saying that, 
you know, Scott Brown needs to be rested more. So, and if you look at the middle part with the quality that they've got in there, what I'm saying is they've got so many options. And back to what I was saying about the impact of international football take. I don't know, Ryan Christie, for instance, he doesn't strike me as somebody who lacks in confidence anyway, but surely going away and scoring two yeah. crucial pressure penalties for your country only helps you going forward. I think so. I, I think it just gives you a good feeling. You know, you keep up that winning mentality. Um, I, you know, I've listened to the show the last few nights and some of the criticism, you know, flung at the Scotland players, I think a wee bit deserved, but over the top. But Ryan Christie, it, they can only beat who's put in front of him or they can only perform who's put in front of him and Christie is one who I thought I thought did okay came out with pass marks scored two good penalties and he'll come back full of confidence but Daz is right just touching on that Celtic midfield when you had Turnbull the guys vying for that middle attacking position Christie and Cham Turnbull Elianusi can play in there Rogic is still Rogic there Rogic the is still there Yeah we're for, In fact we forget about Rogic But There's I mean there. Neil they've Lennon got, Yeah he's got some choice They've got some squad You've got to say uh, Managers of Celtic Rangers I think are very fortunate They can't complain I know that Neil was a wee bob Say he wanted more quality And of course Every manager's the same But there's players there That you could probably mention You go Oh I forgot about him Because they've got that many In their squad And it's the same with Rangers The squads that they've got and they certainly need them this season Because of the amount of games that they've got Here's another one for you Breaking news tonight St Mirren have signed former Ross County And Kilmarnock and Motherwell striker Lee Irwin On a two year deal So St Mirren fans Are you happy with that? What do you think? Good time to call 01419511025 And we could be speaking to you after the travel 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Look, we're here until 8 o'clock, so we're going to talk football, and we'll talk football a lot, but I'm hoping you'll indulge me for a second, because when these two are in the building, it always just takes a, a, a sharp turn in a direction that you don't think it's going in. I'm wondering if you can help me on Twitter here. I'm going to start a search out there, at Clyde SSB. I want to find the person in Glasgow in the West who has the highest number of photos saved on their phone. Now the reason that this has come up Is because one of the girls in the office Was just telling us That she has got 58,000 photos <laughs> Saved Of me On her, on, on her iPhone <laughs> Plenty um, And I thought that was astonishing And I had Aye. no idea So I went and checked And mine 2,870 Which is not not bad Nowhere near 58,000 Mark Wilson What are you giving I us? I am at 6,117 <laughs> Gordon Deal, Tell everyone how many photos you've got 123 <laughs> I actually thought that was A bit excessive So, so your, well. your life's work On your iPhone Has amounted to 123 photos I thought that was quite a lot <laughs> And he said He's been on that same deal For how many years? <laughs> so that's not just A new phone That's, it's, that's their years So that's it That's all you've got And he's got a granddaughter as well So yeah. I mean Well most, uh, most of them Is of his Obviously, Olivia and my, my grand, but what's the other ones? Eh? What, 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 what are you taking <laughs> no, pictures? Of? No, no, it's uh, a family uh, show. 50, 50's my ex wives. I've got all photos, <laughs> one, two, three, which I think is a good return. 23 photos. Yeah, well, I've got 18 WhatsApps. 
No, that's pl- we don't need to know the specific details But just indulge me Let's go away from football for a sec Just on Twitter right We don't need to discuss it There's not a discussion to be had Let's start a search on Twitter For the person in Glasgow in the West Or further afield Who has got the highest number of photos Saved on their phone You can screenshot it Just go onto your photo albums And send it over oh. Someone in the office 58,000 Gordon DL 123 <laughs> Where are you Where are you On On that scale Are you uh, the Gordon DLN 123 Yeah but Do you not think These guys at 6,002 That's a bit That's a bit uh, over a top I think that's normal 123 <laughs> well, I don't uh, think my, fo- my phone Can take anymore I mean but think about that Even if you If you've had that phone For a couple of years That's I've had that phone For years yeah. right, So that's like Three, three four a month <laughs> <laughs> what he told me though He said he's, he, he, he went into his phone plan then He's only on one gig of data So he's probably <laughs> scared dinosaur, he? In case he takes a photo He sends it and he runs out of Delete data Delete it <laughs> Oh nah anyway, You're a dinosaur Just a bit of fun for your Thursday night I want to find the person on Twitter Who's got the highest number of phones uh, photos Saved onto their phone Send it to me at Clyde SSB um, I said just before the break St Mirren have signed a new striker Lee Erwin you will know him most recently having played for Ross County. Um, and it's funny, Gordon, because apparently the reason that he left Ross County is he was just desperate to get back in the central belt. It was too far for him. So <laughs> yeah. you'll know exactly how he feels A boy. On, well, on Saturday when you have to go up there. Well, he, he, he was brought up not too far from me, so I understand why he wanted Seriously, to get back though, down Seriously, good the road. signing for St Mirren. Yeah, experienced boy. He's been about one or two clubs, obviously, at Motherwell. Um, and then he moved abroad and he's come back to Ross County. I don't think he was getting a regular game. He was, he's, he was, he's, he's, he, no, he's, yeah. he's featured a fair bit this he season. He's in and out. It's, but, it's just wanting to be back but I the think road. I think he's a, a very talented boy. I think uh, that's a good signing for Jim. I think he'll give him something different. Uh, and obviously if you can create chances for him He'll score you goals So good bit of business for St Mirren tonight Robbie Collins has tweeted Mark to say Has St Mirren had a good or a bad transfer window? How do you think Goodwin's done? Very well I think um, You just I, love I, him because he was your neighbour weren't you? Yeah but they're not neighbours any, <laughs> anymore, anymore so. But I think the way he's, he's started from the back He has to reshape the full back line I think the guys he's brought in Experienced players who know the league You know, there's not really many gambles in there You know, I know Motherwell have stuck to that kind of format And they've been successful through the years Bringing players from down south and gambling Jim's not really went down that route He's went down, tried and trusted in this division I think it's shown it's working for him Irwin's another one uh, He's big, he's powerful He's played in this league He knows, um, he knows the stadiums You know, He knows the players he's playing against I think it'll be a good job. It'll be interesting to see how Jim fits him in. I mean, Nabik has been his main man for a, a long time now and, and done a pretty good job of that. Would Jim play two of them up front? You know, maybe they're a wee bit similar, but I think Jim has went about this window very well and he, I don't think he'll be done yet. I think there'll be another one or two comes through the door. And yeah. never let it be said that we don't take our football analysis seriously in this part of the world. The number of people who are just replying to us on Twitter uh, to the Lee Irwin story with pictures of Bilal Mojni is uh, staggering. Oh, oh, that was yeah. yeah. yeah that, that was, was, that was a great part. A little set too. I was at the end of the game. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, right, let's speak to Alec. Who look at, look at this for a smooth transition. Alec is a Motherwell fan in Motherwell. What's on your mind tonight, Alec? Hi, hi, Gordon. Gordon, hey, Matt. Uh, I'm just like to ask Gordon if does he think Stephen Robinson, uh, Robinson? Uh, see, uh, Motherwell's got the next couple of games that are going to be pretty tough, and they've got Rangers in there as well. Does he think, not that I'm looking for um, the guy to burn the pressure, but 
if Motherwell don't win a game in the next two or three games, that's going to be like nine games without a win. Does he think that the manager's going to be under heavy pressure? Um, I think he'll be under pressure, Alec. I think he'll put himself under pressure as well. Because if you don't win in nine, now remember, you're saying if you don't, he has got a difficult fixtures coming up. He's think it's Aberdeen Rangers as well. Kamarnock thrown in there. But he's got to concentrate this week at home to St Johnston. Get off and running. Get that first victory under your belt. Build a bit of confidence. Where you've got to look at Motherwell is the fact that how many times has he built a team and he's been he's done very well in the past seasons and obviously all of a sudden his best players leave the club obviously for money and to keep the club going, which he knows and it's it's run brilliantly. So I'd I think he'll put pressure on himself as a manager because he wants to do so well. Uh, nine ga- If he went down the road nine games, of course he comes under a bit of pressure. Every manager does, whether your past record's been brilliant or not. It's about the now. It's about the here and present and he's got to get results and sitting bottom of the league is not pretty. But I think he's bought himself some time. The one on Saturday, you've got to say, is huge. It's huge. Home to St. Johnson. You know, a team who they would expect to be round about the same same spot at this period of the season. I mean, it's After early, that, isn't it? But yeah, it, of it's when you look at the, the home fixtures so far, Livingston, Dundee United, Hamilton Ackies yes. amongst yeah. them, and, and no wins out of those fixtures at home. Th- these are the teams that at some point you're going to have to start that, That's a big one, Gordon. When you, you looked at those games and you looked the way that they played, that's the thing that disappoints some other well fans. And you look at this next one, St. Johnson, is probably a similar, similar ilk of those ones. So the Motherwell fans may think Well are we going to get fed Another performance like that It's the worry If you don't win on Saturday Then you've got the games Against Coleraine Away Then you've got Aberdeen Then you've got Rangers And you think How many points Are we going to pick up for them So you're, you're Six or best... seven games Then extend mm. To nine And She's best performance Mark I thought at Easter Road yeah. Played very very well yeah. At Easter Road And you're thinking Right this is the start of it Kick off the season Get it going it just takes a victory. I think, uh, look, you probably get the back in the, the biggest percentage of Motherwell supporters out there, especially for the job that he's done since he's come in as a manager. Um, I think when you're down there, you're under a bit of pressure. You f- you learn a lot about yourself as a manager as well. Not that I've been there. Mark will tell you more about that. But you learn a lot about... Better. He's better about yeah, this whole assistant you learn, manager You thing. learn a lot about uh, yourself and your staff and everyone that's there. And it makes you a better manager in time to come. But I just think that he's a good enough manager. He's got a good squad there. An honest bunch of guys. A great, great club the way it's run. I think one victory comes along, Gordon. Can he help though when you lose your... Best player yeah, And all this course. as well So that's yeah, the, the weird thing About David Turnbull though Is that Mother will finish Second with uh, third without yeah, him Yeah, yeah that is a good argument Yeah I suppose yeah, So we're I, glad I, to get rid of him But <laughs> Still you'd rather, rather in, in, a, in a A mini A mini crisis At the start of the season Have Turnbull Who's been Without doubt The best player for Motherwell uh, With what we've seen And he's gone So They're having to adapt to that as well So Difficult start But with us I don't think anybody Should be calling for him To lose his job He'll be desperate for a victory this Saturday. What do you think, Alec? Are you seeing enough po- any positive signs, or what positive signs are you seeing so far? I know it's hard to say when you're bottom of the table, but there must be something. I think um, it's what's annoyed me is that from day one to the new, it never seems to have the same team. 
the same 11 guys that own the park. Now, I know it, you, there could be injuries and, and what have you, but I was on a couple of weeks ago and I said this, that he'd done that last year and we went through a spell. He, he was chopping and changing the team and there was nothing there. And I think this year we've done the same. No, the examples that you had, Alan Campbell sat out there for a game. As far as I'm aware, he wasn't injured. And I, I know it doesn't help with the goalkeeper moving as well, but I don't know. I, I, I just think it, it tops and changes the team too much and you kind of get a settled team. Well, find out Saturday afternoon who he's chosen for this week. Thank you very much. That was Alec, a Motherwell fan from Motherwell. I did say I was going to start a random, nothing to do with football. It was just something that cropped up. I was going to start a search on Twitter to see who in Glasgow in the West had the highest number of photos saved on their phone because someone in the office was telling us they've got 56,000 and Gordon DL was telling us he's got a whopping One, two, three. 123 <laughs> so I thought I'd put the feelers out there and see what's normal is Gordon DL normal or is the girl in the office is, is Colette normal well we've got Amanda Rankin's just been on she's got 19,000 Amanda might be leading the way so oh Lisa Campbell's tucked in behind she's 19 as well Chris Murray has been on 31,000 Wow Seriously Chris is down with you He says DL territory He's only 300 James 10,000 So it's it's It might not be Normal in your mind But it's, it's normal As far as everyone else goes JP 12,000 as well And my favourite one so far I think is Jordy Gaz Who says He's only got 3,000 But he did come across One of me and the mushroom uh, At the Crown Plaza After John Harson's dinner Does he remember this night Jordy <laughs> Gaz oh. By the look on his face <laughs> he, he will not remember the night <laughs> Oh certainly not <laughs> that, was, uh, that must have been Taken later on in the evening Aye Not much oh. memories Oh look at his stare Let's <laughs> see it again <laughs> Oh, I've got I've got a ferocious beard on me there as well. Oh yeah, right. That was a good night. That takes us up nicely to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. Thescottishsun.co.uk/slash/football. I think we can do better. By the way, who out there has the highest number of photos saved on their phone? Just indulge me. Just I'm curious about these things. Send me a screenshot in because I want to humiliate DL even further by the fact that his full iPhone life has amounted to 123 pictures. <laughs> it's pathetic. I think we can do better than that. Tweet is at Clyde SSB. But in the meantime, it's beat the pundit time. It's your chance to take on Mark Wilson or Gordon DL and walk away with a signed ball. You need to phone before seven o'clock. So be quick. 0141951. 1025 Tackle the headlines 0141951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here Still waiting to take your calls on the usual number 01419511025 You can tweet us as well It doesn't have to be a tweet about how many photos you've got on your phone But I'd love you to keep them coming as well and uh, cover any of today's stories Fans getting loud back in grounds eventually uh, St Mirren and Aki's impacted by coronavirus restrictions We've heard from Scott Brown And uh, something very important that I want to discuss with you But after we do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time No Thursday quiz this week Gordon DL is uh, still getting over last week he's got PTSD I think after the <laughs> the, the, the absolute uh, spanking I that mean, Mark Wilson gave him on the quiz last week to me how bad you are at that quiz yeah but did, did you hear me on Tuesday getting a victory that, <sighs> that, that quiz count. that's five questions I know but that, that quiz on a Thursday Mark doesn't appeal to me it's not 
you know, it's not exciting more to me. A man for the big occasion. I'm, 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 right. When there's a prize there, I keep. I make sure my balls, balls go, on the line. Aye, my balls do not leave this <laughs> office, and I think to myself, I've got to make sure of that. I always knew that. Andrew is in Dumbarton. How's it going tonight, Andrew? Eh, not too bad at all, mate. Not too bad at all. I'll be honest with you, Andrew. Be the pun that always surprises me. It, it remains a very popular competition. Every night when I open the lines, it, it goes wild. But there's something extra special about a Thursday that the, the lines just seem to be busier. Is that a coincidence? It's because I used to serve Gordon the L in the pubs in air when I stayed in there. <laughs> oh yes, give some stories, Andrew. Andrew, I bet you. Now I'm just thinking about when Gordon was in here and what time in his life that was, and so on. I bet you have got some stories. Well, you'd have a lot more than 123 pictures on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever been in a pub in here. To be honest with you, Andrew. Oh, you definitely have, Gordon. Have I? Okay. <laughs> Andrew, without giving much away on a family show, is it a good job that iPhones weren't around in Gordon's air United days? Ah, probably, probably. I thought you might say that right. Before Andrew uh, gets us thrown off air, sacked, Gordon DL, sued, or whatever it is, uh, let's move on with Beat the Pundit. So heads, Andrew will take on Mark Wilson and tails, it'll be his old pal from the pubs. The pub. and, so look at the panic on his face. I know. I, I well, come on, hurry up, get Andrew off. What was the name of the pub, Andrew? Hey, MacArthur's Oh his face just <laughs> no, dropped I've not heard of His face just <laughs> dropped Andrew <laughs> Right Heads it's Mark Tails it's Gordon Chris <laughs> Tails Yes Gordon We oh, just made that up I didn't, I didn't We'll get some stories off Andrew When right. his Come on Andrew goes on. Get your ball and go home We're going to have to do an uncut version of this show aren't we <laughs> Midnight We'll be back at midnight uh, Right I'm going to give Gordon Clyde 2 to listen to It's the type of music you would have found back in MacArthur's Back in the day <laughs> <laughs> I hope you weren't doing those dance moves back then Right Andrew 30 seconds on the clock You're up against your old pal Gordon And all you need to know is that you can pass So if you don't know it Just move quickly on to the next one Alright No worries Good man 30 seconds Your time starts now Where did Shane Duffy play before Brighton? Pass Which Scottish League 1 club has a flower in its name? Four pass Who's the current manager of Hamilton Ackies? Brian Rice Brockville Park was the home of which Scottish club? Falkirk Glen Kamara plays for which country? Pass Which non-premiership side has won 10 Scottish Cups? Falkirk What town does St Johnson play in? Perth Okay, let's bring Gordon Diel back Gordon, how are you? Can I'm you fine, yeah Come on, get Andrew a ball and get him off did, his did, phone Did Clay 2 take you back to the MacArthur days? Yeah, exactly Go on, see him again, Andrew <laughs> <laughs> Bet he didn't pay for it either, Andrew, if I know him well Oh no, he did, he did oh, Thanks, yeah. Andrew, thank you That's why you've no chance. money left Right, let's, same set of questions to you, you ready? Yeah Where did Shane Duffy play before Brighton? Oh, Sunderland Which Scottish League One club has a flower in its name? Pass, don't know Who is the current manager of Hamilton Ackies? Brian Rice <laughs> Brockville Park was the home Falker. ground of which Scottish club? Glen Camara plays for which country? Finley. Which non Premiership side has won 10 Scottish Cups? Non Premiership side? Uh, Hearts. What town does St Johnston play in? That's the worst answer yet! That's going to be the worst answer. Did he get that, producer Andy? No. He, yeah, he, he, did, he did. He did. He did say it. I did. He did say it. <sighs> I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. What, settings then. See, 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 Andrew. I had, st- I had started the question. See, see, I'll, I'll give Andrew. I'll tell you what. Take it off me. There you go. 
Right, okay. Let's I'm still confident. Andrew, how'd you do? Uh, let's find out, Andrew. Right, first one. Where did Shane Duffy play before Brighton? It was Blackburn. Oh, Brighton and Blackburn, yeah. Producer Andy's going to double check that one for me. Mark Wilson looked surprised. Uh, which Scottish League One club has a flower in its name? I don't know. Neither did Andrew. Andrew, if I gave you a bit longer, would you get it? Flower? Oh, not a clue. League One? Not a clue. Perfect Thistle. Oh. Anyone? Ah, uh, no. I would never have got that. Why? I'd have got it if you'd have said when they were in the Championship. Uh, Partick Thistle. Right, this is a good game. No, no. Right, yeah, it's a classic. Uh, who, we get to Perth. Who is the current one? manager of Hamilton? It's Brian Rice. You both got it. Do you know what I love? Stephen Gordon knows he's up against it. Then he starts answering comically fast. Yeah. He starts going, Black one, just to try and get them. Like you're not going to save that much time doing it that way. Mm. Um, Brockville Park was Falkirk. You both got that two oh, all. It's a classic. Glenn Kamara plays for Finland, the country. So Gordon goes 3-2 in front Which non-premiership side Has won 10 Scottish Cups It's Queen's Park Seriously? Andrew didn't get that did he? He did not Unlucky Andrew What town does St Johnston play And it's Perth Perth. Andrew got it I can tell you what Hold on He said take it off me uh, let's go a tiebreak. Right. Let's let's just go the tiebreaker then Shall we? Let's go the tiebreaker Just for a bit of fun Are you up with that Up for that Andrew? Uh, Any worries Right okay Quite simple this Very simple question How many appearances did Kenny Miller make for Scotland? Andrew, hold your horses there. I'll get Gordon DL to write his answer down and I'll then invite you to give me your attempt. How many appearances did Kenny Miller make for Scotland? Right, I've got Gordon DL's attempts. Andrew, what are you going for? Uh, 46. Ooh, okay, interesting. 46 says Andrew. 56 says Gordon DL. And the answer... It's his favourite number as well It's 69 oh, You've got it right Well done Gordon DL Delighted for you Honestly Another says, victory Andrew teeth. You're such a nice guy Unlucky mate Hard lines Andrew oh, Cheers Gordon He's a story Andrew No I don't He's a quick story <laughs> yeah, A closing time oh, no, Or is he up to a closing Danny, time He used to tip quite well Oh, oh Andrew I wish I'd given you a ball it's as if he knew If I tip this guy well In 20 years time When he comes on radio He won't ruin my life By sharing some of the stories that is that accurate? I can't believe I hesitated At St Johnston now Did you hear my Tuesday night that one? Was that was more than a hesitation Aye You didn't get Perth no. I like the way you just changed the subject there When Gordon was I Saying about your previous life And the pubs And you moved it swiftly onto Perth Yeah We've well, got better things to talk about I think <laughs> <laughs> a few nights in bed. No, was a, a poor victory. What did you get? Two. Overall, was it two? Oh, two or three? I think more than that. Uh, there we nah, go. Not great at the quizzes, you. <laughs> oh, no, we've got all sorts of uh, trouble brewing on here as well. Um, mm. Because another season, another treble says, "I hate to be pedantic, but technically a thistle is a weed." Apparently, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. So he says. Um, and Lily, Lily is on saying, "What about Montrose?" What, oh, Rose oh, Rose no, ah, That's no, interesting no. let's, let's leave it None of you said them anyway Yeah uh, Let's leave it at Partick Thistle Just before we move on Because we're actually about to get serious Which is unlike you, you two uh, On a Thursday night But I'm still very curious As to see um, Who's got the highest number of photos Saved on their phone um, Ryan has got a good theory Ryan says Check DL's hidden photos No way Is there an adult on this earth With only 123 photos He's hiding something I don't know You had hidden photos no, You won't I don't think Or, you or they'll be On his, uh, his iPad oh, there you That's go. it He's got an iPad Hidden 
Hidden Oh he's got zero So he's even deleted His hidden ones um, And there we go We've eventually Outdone you Gordon I was wanting to try And find it at the higher end But we've outdone you Trader Davey Says 31 There you there go, we go. We'll Trader found someone Davey. Who is as sheltered As you He probably got that phone Today though Trader You've had that Dave. phone For 8 years I, I, I bet you Shug has got mere photos in no here And he's got a Nokia I'll, I'll bet you in your one even get a More than one person is tweeting in To complain that a thistle is a weed And not a flower Is it just Randy Why do you do these things to me? <laughs> just make <laughs> questions What are they? Damn in there look Andy, Andy always hits you with a selection Of the most random questions Right on a serious note I know we do like a laugh uh, On a Thursday night But it's only right we turn our attentions To something that is far more important Than any of this That goes without saying Now today you may have noticed is actually World Suicide Prevention Day and such is the devastating effect that suicide has on our communities particularly amongst young men it's something that will have had a direct or indirect impact on so many of you listening and, and so many involved in the show and so many involved in the game that we love to talk about every night so it goes without saying no one is immune to life struggles certainly not footballers or, or football fans so rather than taking my word for it we've got Aaron Connolly um, on the line at the moment a man who knows Far more about these things uh, than I do Aaron, thank you so much for joining us How's it going tonight, are you well? Yes, I'm well Gordon, uh, thank you for having me Not a problem, uh, our pleasure um, And I know it's not necessarily easy Aaron But if you could just give us a snapshot of of your story Like I mentioned, today is, is World Suicide Prevention Day And it's something that means a lot to, to football fans and football players And young men and so many people who will be listening to the show Take us through your story and, and describe it to us Absolutely, I think the highlight of my story will be that I'm one of the fortunate ones who attempted suicide and is here to tell the tale. Um, I have struggled with my mental health for most of my adult life, in fact probably all of my adult life. I was first diagnosed with depression and anxiety around five and a half years ago at the age of 23, uh, expecting my first child at the time, due to be married, had a good job, and on the outset life looked nice and rosy, but I always knew there was something perhaps not right. Uh, I struggled a lot with anxiety and being what I thought was shy throughout my younger years. Uh, and I went through a period of just feeling really low. And if it wasn't for my wife, Siobhan, who's a, who's a nurse, if she hadn't have encouraged me to go and speak to a doctor, you know, five and a half years ago, I don't think I ever would have because I had no idea what depression or anxiety or, or mental health was at that time. And uh, I got my diagnosis. And over the last five and a half years, I've had many ups, I've had many downs. Um, but on April 2019, on the 26th of April 2019, a date I will never ever forget now. Yeah, I attempted to take my own life. I'd, I'd struggled for a long time. I ha- I'd had many ups and downs, as I said, and, and it just felt like there was no other way out anymore. For me, I, I started to feel like it was a burden. Uh, I started to really feel like uh, I shouldn't be here anymore and that despite trying so hard over the course of my adult life to feel better, no matter what I tried, it just felt like it hadn't worked for me. As I say, I'm very fortunate in that I'm still here today. There are many others who sadly have passed and have completed suicide, and my heart goes absolutely out to them and their families. And I just feel so grateful that I'm here to tell the story, and it's why I try to be so open and speak about it honestly. You know, but for a bit of luck, uh, I wouldn't be here. And I spent just under five weeks on a psychiatric ward uh, after the attempt last year. And it was some of the toughest moments of my life, it really was. But it prompted me to take action. It prompted me to take ownership of what's been going on. 
it prompted me to, to take some accountability for my recovery. And the last 15 or 16 months since then, you know, so much has changed. Um, and that's why uh, my message to everyone out there, if, you, if you're feeling in any way like I did, whether it be suicidal or whether it be intrusive thoughts, you know, I just implore you to talk to someone that has to beg you to, to please talk to someone because it, it can and it will get better if you get the right help. Aaron, first and foremost, um, let me just thank you for your openness, your honesty. We are blown away in the studio by your bravery in coming on here and, and being able to share those thoughts. Uh, so let me thank you for doing that. And if it makes a difference to even one person listening, then I guess it's it's job done. I, explain a little bit more, elaborate on how you were feeling back then in, in, in your sort of lowest moments, because I think it might resonate with, with some people that are listening. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, a lot of my feeling is around, you know, low self-esteem and worthlessness is often where I tended to go. You know, I started, I played football my full life, Gordon, and, and uh, sadly my my, game, my my career in the professional game was short-lived. Um, but, you know, it's probably led me down a path of probably thinking I wasn't good enough in life, and that's often where I go to, and a lot of people will understand and resonate with that feeling, just the feeling of not being good enough, not doing well enough, Comparing yourself to others and feeling like you're different, as I alluded to earlier, you know I was very quiet um, and introverted, and I always felt that that was my own fault or that there was something wrong with being that way. When in reality, it was just my, just my, <coughs> sorry, uh, it was just my personality that I was quiet. And I always it led me down a path of what I describe as self-loathing, a lot of self-hate, a lot of internal beating myself up, what I refer to as my inner bully, and, and so much. All of us in our mind, you know, have those conversations with ourselves. We all do it. We don't like to talk about it, but we all do it. And a lot of my conversations at that time were around me not being a good person, not being a good father, not being a good husband, not achieving enough in my life, you know, being a failure. And when you do that to yourself for long enough, your mind is very powerful. And if you allow that to manifest and you allow that to be become a negative cycle, then you will go to a dark place and... And sadly, that's what happened to me. Uh, I started to feel like it would be easier for those around me if I wasn't here. I make the joke, and it's often just to stop more emotion, and I can feel myself welling up. But I make the joke about when I'm talking about it to say, you know, uh, I thought my life, my wife would get a life insurance payout, and I forgot to check the terms and conditions of life insurance, and most of them don't actually pay out for suicide, you know. But you don't live in reality at that point, and that's where I was. I'd I'd gone so far to convince myself that my wife and son would be better off without me and my family would be better off without me and that is absolutely not the case and if I could have just conveyed that at the time and spoken about that at the time the way I can now things would have been different for me but you know unfortunately for me it took me to get to that point to actually realise um, what, what had happened in my life it sounds like you're on the right track, Erin. You're managing to to feel a lot better about life struggles at the moment. And you reference that, you know, that that time in April, that date in April. That, that's obviously that's the sort of lowest moment, and you're 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 back on an upwards curve. What advice would you give either to to people who are listening and feeling like they recognise what you're saying and, and feel like they're heading towards rock bottom, or alternatively, advice for people who might think they know someone who is? What, what would you say to everyone involved? Yeah, I think. You know, my best bit of advice, and everyone says it, and it's about talking, but, you know, I, I want to say when you're talking, it's not just talking for talking's sake, and it's not just talking to anyone. It's about talking to the right person and just getting it off your chest a little bit. The, the, the one thing that I struggled with when when it was me 
throughout my whole life actually and was talking about it and, and that was because of the, the shame and the stigma and the feeling the feelings of that they weren't good enough because you felt this way and I want people to know that it's not weak to feel this way it's absolutely not weak and it's not weak to ask for help it's absolutely it's the total opposite I, I believe showing your vulnerability it's, it's real courage it's real bravery to, to be able to do that you know I speak very openly about it on my social media and things and I don't think everyone has to do that, absolutely not. I understand that's a very difficult thing to do. The hardest step is often taking that first step to just tell someone. And I would encourage you, I was fortunate in my situation that my wife intervened and she would often lead the conversation for me. I would encourage you to speak to someone close to you or access professional, be it through your GP or be it through the mental health services that are available. And for someone, if you're worried about someone who you know, whether it be friend or family member, again, don't be afraid to ask the question, but also don't be afraid to hear a difficult answer. And, and when you do hear that difficult answer, be prepared you know, to listen to them, to actively listen, to allow them to speak, and then to try and sign, post them onto the right help. And again, the signposting could be as simple as making the phone call for them to set up and speak to the GP mm. or sending them on to some of the fantastic charities and organisations out there who are set up to help. It goes without saying This is an issue That's much bigger than football Aaron But you know We, we love football And that's what, what brings us All together on here And you've actually mentioned How football was Not only part of your Part of your problem And part of your difficulty But, but maybe part of your Recovery as well What about football As as a, as a vehicle For being able to get together and, and help each other What sort of things Are you doing now That involves Involves the game That we love Yeah As I said I've played football My whole life and, and I always wanted to be The professional football In fact a younger me may have wanted to be on Super Scoreboard doing an, an interview about playing for playing football, but sadly it didn't work out that way. I love football, much like everyone listening here who love football, much like yourself and the guys in the panel tonight love football. I just think it's a, it's an amazing sport. I love playing it, I love watching it, I love everything about it. I played football my full life, and in fact the difficult times in my life have often come when I've withdrawn myself from football for whatever reason. You know, I've started to isolate myself and step away. I've played junior football for many years now, uh, and I'll be playing again this season and it's helped me it's been my escape for such a long time you know those four hours of training a week and that you know half a day and a Saturday away playing my game that is my safe space it's always been my safe space where whatever's going on in my mind as soon as I cross that white line and there's a ball there you know nothing else matters at that point and it just it's a relief and it's led myself and my wife Siobhan to to creating a, what we call a football therapy group and we created Time to Tackle in October last year and the Time to Tackle is a very simple idea it's around giving people the opportunity to come and play football for free but what we do is we try and strip out some of the, the things that make football difficult so results and performance and ability and stuff like that you know we don't worry about any of that we welcome anyone and everyone along to play we don't keep scores or anything like that or five aside and seven aside games and we just play to watch um, uh, people smile and play to see people get smiles on their faces for that hour every single week. And what we tried to do that was probably a little bit different was we wanted to amalgamate the playing of football with a, a slightly more traditional support group. If you picture in your mind when I say the word support group, you probably picture people sitting around in a circle and they're all talking. And we wanted to bring that together along with football. So what we do and what we call our football therapy sessions is we get people together, we play football for an hour, and then we come into a room, we put on some refreshments, and we just encourage people to talk and listen in a safe environment with their peers. 
and it doesn't cure everything, of course. It doesn't, and a lot of the, a lot of the people that we engage with still go and access the professional help. But what we do is we encourage them all to be open to, to be honest, to normalise the conversations that sometimes can be difficult to have in, in a work environment or in your family home. You know, you come to time to tackle, and those conversations become easier and more normal. And what you have is a bunch of people who have all similar experiences. We're all at different stages of their lives, but are all willing to help each other. And the unity and the camaraderie and the community values that that brings to people, it, it can honestly change lives. And there's so many support groups out there who do similar to what we do. We just use football as our vehicle because that's what we love to do. Aaron, you don't need me to tell you, but you are one incredibly brave man. I can't put any words. Just how much we appreciate you coming on. Twitter is full of admiration and praise for you being brave enough to come on here and share your story. If it helps even one person listening, then... It's job done So thank you so so much For taking the time And hopefully we'll speak to you soon No thank you so much For the opportunity Good man That was Aaron Conley On very very brave indeed So many comments That are putting it A lot better than I could Brave and inspirational And and like I say Hopefully you take something Away from it Today's World Suicide Prevention Day So we wanted to do Our part If you are Feeling low at all Or you recognise Any of the things That Aaron says You can feel free To even get in touch with us We'll point you in the right direction We'll do whatever we can So uh, feel free to Call the usual number and we'll, we'll pass it on to wherever uh, it needs to go. Right, I think it's the perfect time for us to take a breather and we'll get back to your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I'll be honest, usually at the break, these two are dancing around the room, talking absolute nonsense, winding each other up. Uh, I think we've had a bit of a dose of perspective Listening to Aaron on the phone It was absolutely incredible stuff So brave of him to come on here and share his story On what is World Suicide Prevention Day uh, You know you know, if you listen usually on a Thursday It's it's full of nonsense But some things are far more important And it was great to have Aaron on uh, to tell his story I couldn't even scratch the surface On the number of people that are tweeting in praise for him I'll, I'll try and give you a bit of a, a feeling already Some people are asking for for help or for pointed in, in the right direction um, Sam is on Says I take my hat off to the young boy Happens so often with young men I have a son the same age I wish he was as open um, As this boy Has been uh, Darren thinks it's one of the best calls um, Ever been on the show Scott says Very emotional uplifting Hope everyone listening Takes some comfort and strength uh, Ian says Listening to that brave young man in tears I've suffered my whole life with this And I'm 58 The power of football Thank you um, thank you Ian for being honest and, and brave enough to get in touch with us tonight um, And William as well The lad on speaking is a superb, brilliant speaker On what must be a really difficult subject for him Inspirational uh, And like I say, look, we, we can't take any credit for this It's, it's Aaron's story and he, and he tells it so well um, But if you do want to get in touch with us You'll have all the confidentiality in the world And we can point you in the right direction If we even can make the difference to anyone at all We'd be... Um, delighted to do that So 01419511025 Whatever you want It doesn't have to be on that theme It can be any of the football uh, Stories of the day um, Let's crank up the nonsense again Because you two are going to have to Come together with the Teaser mm. Graham Lynn's been in touch He says there are six players Who've scored one goal And one goal only Wilson <laughs> In either <laughs> of the last Two nine in a row winning seasons Can you name them? It's tough Wilson so there are six players who've scored one goal and one goal only in either of the last two nine-in-a-row winning seasons. So that's either Rangers, 96-97, mm-hmm. or it's Celtic last season. Six players who have 
scored just one goal in the nine in a row winning seasons. Obviously, start with last season then, right? That should be easier. A new signing, Julian. One. He scored seven. Has he? Or eight Aye. last season. Uh, close though. Aye. Aye. El Hamid. Um, Frimpo. <laughs> nope. Shemunovic Yes 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 Shemunovic Yeah well done uh, How many did Scott Brown get? Scott Brown get one No He's not on it No So we're still going last year then Well there's I'll give you a clue right There are It's, it's a, a pretty even split There are a couple from last year And a couple from the Rangers 96-97 Who scored in the 9 in a row winning season But only once Tell me I'm going to go right off the scale here Ball and goalie No, no I don't think he scored I don't know But you only need to score one mark Mikey Johnson No Start of the season, season. I thought And he gets injured Johnson Aye uh, Who else Who else would have been Fullbacks Fullbacks Why are you saying fullbacks Because they only scored one goal Many goals you score Me In oh, one plenty. season plenty. Oh 11 I think one season Aye, aye, aye like okay We done Barton 10 Mm, right, let's go. Right, there's a guy in, in there who's not a fullback by trade, but he played there sometimes. There you go. And it was quite a significant goal that he scored. Against Johnny Hayes. Uh, against Rangers. Rangers. Johnny Hayes. You've got two down and four to get. Right, All right. Okay. That'll be hard. Right, we'll leave it there. Uh so many tweets. Thank you for everyone for getting in touch um and paying tribute to Aaron for telling his very brave story. I think Brian wants to discuss it on the line actually. Hi Brian. Yeah, thank you for uh, you know for letting me come on. Uh, football is hugely important to me, but it, it's not as important as life. Uh, I, I I have to congratulate Aidan uh, for his honesty and his bravery. Uh, actually, there's tears, there's tears in my eyes. Uh, I can. Uh, I'm just trying to write words here. I, I, I've suffered with depression all my adult life. I, I get back to uh, uh, second year at uh, the academy, you know, secondary school I was at. Uh, I, I can pinpoint it back to there. Uh, I, I'm 60 next year, so I, I can live with it. And I too, and I don't mind sharing this with you, I, I too tried to commit suicide in early 1995 and even though that's now uh, over 25 years ago uh, it stays with me and uh, it will probably stay with me for the rest of my life uh, I it, it made me reevaluate my life and uh, I went to my doctors and I, I'm now in medication I'm still in medication 25 years later but I'm lucky because being on one tablet a day, and that, that's all I take, it helps me, but you've also got to help yourself. And if you feel low, and I still have really low days, but I've got far more high days. Uh, but if you do feel that way, try and speak to somebody. Brian, I take my hat off to you because we know what it's like in this part of the world. 60-year-old men in Glasgow in the West... Don't do not do these types of things They don't discuss these types of things They don't share these types of things So for you to come on here And knowing the number of people That will be listening um, That that takes real bravery um, So you know that That's that's macho That's the macho thing to do Rather than, than bottling it all up So I uh, really appreciate you Telling us your story as well On the back of Aaron and Mark Something that Let's pick up with you On, on what 
Aaron said about you know being a an up and coming footballer, uh, you know having dreams of, of being a footballer, not making it. Now I'm not saying that everybody then you know spirals to rock bottom on the back of that, but is that an aspect of football that perhaps it's easy for us as as fans and people from the outside to overlook? Just just how tough that can be. That constant search to to be told that you're good enough. That that perhaps fear of, of failure is that something yeah. that you've you've seen you've you've come across? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, players. You got to remember these young boys are coming out of school. Football's their life. Football's everything for them, and they seek to be a professional. A lot of them, and when they fall short, a lot of them will go and pick up the pieces and get another job or or find something else. But there is an element uh, of people who it affects them and it, it tears them to pieces that. They haven't been accepted That they don't deal uh, Well with The failure Becoming a football They don't realise That football Is a sport Okay it's a passion But there's a whole Bigger world out there And there's been Many players down the line Who suffered from Mental health problems And I think we're getting A grip it a wee bit better There's been tragic cases As well though Gordon You know the the young boy Chris Mitchell Who I played in his His memorial golf day A couple of years ago Who was at Queen of South And Clyde And took his own life and it's incredibly sad And it may have been for different reasons But the the dream of being a footballer Is is so consuming That sometimes when people don't reach that point they, It tips the scale the other way And it's great that Aaron has come on And shared his experience I thought it was incredibly powerful The way he put his story across Brian has just backed it up with we had different side of it You know You're right A 60 year old man You don't see that in, in this part of the country People being open And it shows that we are getting An understanding of it You know Times have moved on That guys Can feel like they can speak out about this It's great to have the two of them on the show Telling their story Because other people will listen to this And take strength from that To realise that They aren't alone There is other people out there Who showed the confidence to come on And it hopefully inspires other people To contact us Or Whoever whoever can help them and put, point them in the right direction. Yeah, when it's see some of the tweets that are coming in on this topic, it's it's, it's incredible, actually, quite eye opening. And Brian, thank you so much uh, for sharing your story as well. I know you you phone up semi regularly. We'll get back to talking nonsense uh, about football very soon, Brian. I've no doubt about that. You take care. Yeah, thank you for that, Gordon. Thank you very much, good man. That was Brian uh, on the line. Just quickly before we we take another break, any more on the teaser? I wasn't even thinking there. Sorry. Yeah, some things are a bit more important than the teaser. But nine, nine, nine. David Robertson. Nope. Rangers. No. Oh, what a guess. I'm guessing uh, old Rangers players. Ninety-seven. Who, who was Derek McInnes? <sighs> no. <laughs> you caught me there. I thought I, I had one. Any? Is there any more Celtic ones? On. Uh, yeah, season? one more. Yeah, one more. Right. I'll tell you what. I'll give you some more thinking time. And coming up after the break. I don't want to give too much away But the only thing The best way I can describe it Coming up after this We're going to do Clyde One Super Scoreboard Meets Jeremy Kyle Right We've had a bit of We've had a bit of scandal We've had a, a bit of a, a Breakdown in the relationship Between Mark Wilson And Gordon DL And let's just say There's a third party involved Mm. A few a few people in here familiar. Uh, there's a third party involved, and we're going to we're going to we're going to speak to the third party next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, experienced players who know how to win. Talk to Thompson's.com. 
number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Can I just say Just in case you're wondering why we get calls like Air and on The phones are going off the hook for people who don't even want to come on air um, but, but are looking for help And are looking for advice And are looking for um, To be pointed in the right direction To help deal with, with their own struggles So I just want to thank Aaron again And everyone else who's tweeting the words of support uh, Really is much appreciated On the teaser tonight Graham Lynn's looking for Gordon and Mark uh, To name the six players Who scored one goal And one goal only In either of the last Two nine in a row Winning seasons So either Ranger, uh, Celtic last season Or Rangers from 96-97 You've got Seminovic and Hayes From last season Rangers Ian Ferguson I can't, be- I can't believe he's, I, he does it every I, hold week Hold on a minute he came You can't just steal my answers You never, you never had that He did he I, came did, up I just said Ian Ferguson When? Oh, oh you're don't give me <laughs> Ian Ferguson Ian Ferguson is one uh, And Sved Yes Wait yeah We've right. plucked that one you've got, Sved okay. You've got <laughs> just try to pass Ferguson after you you're in. You've got two to get Interesting you wonder the, why Interesting you... that you two Are kind of snapping At each other here I feel like there's a tension In the air And I think we're about To get to the bottom of it um, I did say before the break This was going to be Clyde One Super Scoreboard Meets Jeremy Kyle Right you know when you used To switch on Jeremy Kyle And it would come up At the bottom With a, a brief explanation Of, of what, <laughs> yeah. what the theme Of the show yeah. is Well tonight says My partner's traded me in For a younger model Right <laughs> And it involves you, Mark Wilson It involves you, Gordon DL And it involves the younger model Who's on the line, Simon Donnelly Simon, how are you? Thanks for joining us I'm good, I'm not sure about that intro though <laughs> You're younger oh. than Daz, surely I'm definitely younger than Daz But whatever happens between Daz and the gaffer is there Oh, the gaffer Oh, no See, that's, that's the respect oh. I get for Sid yeah. Sid backstabbing Donnelly Turns around and says The gaffer Do you know the thing is I honestly think Simon My first question was going to be Are you seriously going to call Mark Wilson the gaffer? Seriously he's, he's done it. Sid, you had a good I, career Have a bit of respect for yourself Calling him the gaffer, I, mate I have showed him the utmost respect I asked him the other night And he said I can call him whatever I want I, I, well, I know say, what I'll call him uh, <laughs> I'll tell you right now <laughs> And it won't be out in there I mean, Do you know, <laughs> do, know the sad thing about this Sid right This just shows you the, the, the strength of this guy Last week he says look Keep it quiet Don't let him know But in you come Blah 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 <laughs> Done a great deal Sid I hope you're on the money I was getting <laughs> Our phone's Our phone's breaking The other week there The other night I says to wee Greavesy The kit man I says Greavesy See my kit are you putting Daz on it or GD? He says, unfortunately, we've got SD, which put the, the cat out of the bag, Sid. So you were second choice, but I hope you do well. And Do you know what this is like? This is like, and, you, and you'll have seen this movie many times, this is like when you try your best chat up lines, you get a knockback and you say, I, she was ugly anyway. Uh, I'm not bothered. I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't, Well, you know. to be fair, she was ugly because I did knock him back. He'll tell you that for a fact. And he gives it up <laughs> and then he went, well, who else? I says, look, we Sid's doing nothing. We know that's not true. We know that Simon Donnelly is <laughs> the right man for the job. He's the new <laughs> breaking assistant manager working with Mark Wilson. On a serious note, Simon, are you looking forward to getting back out there and, and on to the coaching pitch? Yes, um, and if you'd asked me two weeks ago, if I was considering it. I think if me and Willow's conversation on the six-a-side pitch uh, was very different to any sort of interview, I think I talked myself out of the job before he even offered me it. <laughs> I told them that there was 
no consideration for me to go back into football. And then he followed that up with, would you like to come in and, and help me at Bacon? Mm. And it's funny because up until that point, I genuinely hadn't considered going back in. Uh, I was enjoying doing different things, experiencing different things, but loving the game. And I said to him, look, give me a couple of days to think about it when I really thought about it. And I thought, yeah, why not? Why not go back in, see if we can start moving up the table with breaking Young squad worked on Monday and Wednesday night with them, thoroughly enjoyed it. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Don't worry about it, said. I've worked with him. You'll know been long. Keep your, fi- <laughs> keep your five aside appointments. Honestly. It's funny, because, it's funny because the six aside, we joke about it being the graveyard for sack coaches and managers, but it's turned into a job office this week, uh, a job centre this week. So, uh, swings and roundabouts. I don't mind that. And Simon, I guess when every job comes along, it comes along at you know, a different point in your life And you're able to draw on different experiences from it Do you feel like the experiences you've had Before working a lot with, with your close friend Jackie McNamara in the past as well Do you feel like Are you a different coach now To perhaps you would have been previously? Time will tell But I feel I'm, I feel I'm better equipped in my own head To get into coaching now Than I was three years ago It's funny because We, we went straight from football players Into management uh, With reasonable success at Partick And Dundee United But my experience to the tail end of United and down at York really scunnered me. I said that to to Willow in the conversation, to the point where I did not consider getting back into any sort of. I, I did camps with Charlie Miller uh, with school kids, which I thoroughly enjoyed in the school holidays, but I didn't really anticipate getting back into the senior game uh, until obviously with the conversation two weeks ago. But I think I've made the right decision. Time will tell. I'm looking forward to it. I've had a wee taste over the two days. Very young squad We've got a little bit of experience here But very young squad uh, We're looking to recruit Three or four more players But I am looking forward to it Game start next week So great uh, Mark Wilson I guess you'll be looking forward to it as well uh, Just the, the relief Of not having to work with Gordon Diel Would oh be uh, would be yes. would be part of it But on a serious note um, Teaming up with Simon In a more formal setting Like uh, Brilliant I mean I've known Sid for a, a long time now um, And particularly through my time At Dundee United Where I got first hand A uh, what he was like as a coach, and you never rate him. You told me. <laughs> well, what, all of a sudden, you, all of a sudden, he's become Josie Mourinho on one night. <laughs> when you, <laughs> anyway, when you look at you look at the development and, and the players that Simon's worked with, and we touched on that with the young players coming through at Breakin, because we are working with a young squad. Our budget demands that, and and we put that across to him uh, to the players that the guys who've came off the back of. Simon and Jackie And are going on To bigger things now We're not expecting that To happen To that extent At breaking But it's the type of mentality We want And Simon's certainly The guy to come in Good relationship Young um, You know Forward thinking coach Exactly what I wanted In the place And it's I think it's a real coup For breaking Because Simon's right He, he said he had to think about it And he, he took a couple of days But delighted to have him on board And, and hopefully it's the start Of something Good for breaking because they've had a couple, of, you know, a couple of bad years, um, and it's a fresh start for us all. The players in the lower leagues, Simon, have to, to to get that, you know, that belief. You speak about your time at Dundee United. Now, I know this is the exception rather than the rule. I know it's a one in some people's minds. It could be a one-off. It's an absolute fairy tale, but it's the obvious one that we go to. Andy Robertson, Queens Park, yep. and then yep. you know you experience it at Dundee United and. Well, I think everyone knows the rest of the story. I know not everybody can do that, but that that, that has to be that has to remain a possibility for players in the lower leagues, does it not? That they they strive and, and try and achieve, you know, whatever they can. Of course, and in, in my brief, I mean, Will introduced me on Monday night, and 
I'm getting to know the boys' names. I'll, I'll, I'll get to know them over the, the coming months. But that was my first message to them. I want to work with, albeit we've got some experience there, which we need. I'm, I'm looking forward to working with the young, hungry ones and, and see where they can go. Because, again, I'll be coming into this job and treating it like every other job I've been in. I know it's part-time on paper, but I'll be giving it my all. And it'll be a wee bit different for me in terms of experience because these guys are coming through to Grangemouth to train at 8 o'clock at night after maybe doing a shift, after maybe doing a college course. Again, I don't know all their backgrounds, but it's a different mentality. It's something that I'll maybe have to get used to a wee bit, but they still want to make it in football. You know, there's 17, 18-year-olds in that squad that their dream is to go and make it at the highest level. Uh, and it's up to us to go and, you know, help them achieve that. You know, whether it's with breaking moving up through the, the division into another division, or they do a job for us and, and they kick on. There'll be nobody happier than me and, and willing to see somebody that we've helped develop kick on. And if it's another next Andy Robertson, Bill, I'm sure the chairman will be quite happy. I bet he will. Uh, Simon, thanks for joining us. We wish you well, Gordon. You you wish them well also, surely. Yeah, Can so, you bring yourself to say that? Yeah, yeah. All I'll say to you, I wish you all the very best. And when he gets a boot, can I call you Gaffer and come in as your assistant? <laughs> You talking to me, sorry. Ah, you're right. I'm talking to you, said I'm not talking See, to you. As respect, you said he didn't even answer you. It was such a ludicrous question. Hey, All the best, said I hope you do very well. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm really praying for you, but I'm not too sure about the guy in my right here. Well, I think, I think it was because the the gear was medium. I've got to the bottom of it Simon Donnelly mm. Thank you very much We wish you well Going forward Right you've got two more On this teaser quickly I'm, I'm going to go For the old favourite Could be wrong Craig Mill No Richard Goff No uh, Andy McLaren It'll uh, No Andy McLaren Andy McLaren <laughs> <laughs> Andy McLaren <laughs> Oh gaffer I can't believe it. It'll you. amaze you That he only McLaren. scored one This guy's a striker He's a goal scorer Mark Caitlin Yes Oh Oh yes You googled that Not that Well yeah, I could have uh, I'm the last one assistant. How could I not got this Hurry up Because we said Wayne Scott Wilson to, No He's picked up 96-97 Rangers Fraser Well we just do the initials That's the way Hugh uh, always uh, likes to end it T Terry Tony S. Trevor Stephen no. Trevor Stephen Trevor Stephen 97 Hurry up Sid's out there Get the car warmed up for you. <laughs> <laughs> Right, ah, thank brilliant. you very much to Mark and to Gordon For all your calls, all your tweets, all your company Special thanks uh, to Aaron and Brian And everyone else who were so, so brave In sharing their uh, stories on World Suicide Prevention Day I said it before and I meant it If you've got any issues that you think we can help with Please get in touch And we'll be happy to talk to you Or point you in the right direction But we're back tomorrow at 6 And Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Helping you return to action Talk to Thompsons.com